Welcome to Modern Babylon, Cultural Contrarian. This is Ryan. I apologize. It's been some time since I've done a live broadcast, and uh, a lot of things have been happening. Tremendous amount of things have been happening. Happening regarding my lawsuit and motions to dismiss and my responses to the motions to dismiss. Me reviewing the complaint and um, kind of preparing for my trial for the unlawful arrest for defiant trespass and when I was going through my federal complaint uh, that I filed in August of last year prior to being arrested I actually wrote a pretty good narrative as to what I anticipated the those representing authority would do to a law-abiding citizen so I'm going to be um, using that date stamp providing that to the public defender's office as to um the prophecy of the predictable outcome of public servants and my every attempt to be reasonable with people that don't have to be reasonable. So uh, today I had a conversation with a friend who is dealing with some a relationship with a, another friend which is incredibly challenging and um, instead of speaking to that issue we've had that issue surrounding our family as well different circumstances, but really life-altering, life-altering conditions for people in our circle of association and friends. And taking a step back from the direct connection, the personal, the intimate, the friends, looking out into what is happening and permeating inside of our culture, our society, happening in public education, which people know that I have a, an interest in and that the young children that are experiencing problems in there and <clears throat> listening to debates and watching what's happening in the political and financial economic sector and, and what's coming down the pike. We are being tested, folks, and there's a division that already exists. The division is a separating the wheat from the chaff. The division is the very few where their destiny is secured and those that have that divine spark inside of them that they repress in their own unrighteousness and they have their own destiny which is apart from eternal, well, eternal joy or being eternal torment. And as one of, as an image bearer of God, with the continuing expanding knowledge of what God has called me to do in obedience to the word that he has left behind me, I humbly admit that I fail miserably daily because I understand the magnitude of my depravity. And sometimes it comes in with greater awareness than others, and sometimes I'm able to repress it, but... I know it's there, and I strive and rebel against it, and I can't even say I do the best I can at doing that. And I look among God's children as to the trauma that is abounding and the, the pressures that are happening and seeing what those in authority are doing to us as we submit, consent, comply, surrender, it's 
it's horrible to think what's coming. If anyone were to speak to individuals who've grown up in Yugoslavia or the Ukraine or Romania, Eastern Bloc countries that are a little bit more mature, that have come into the U.S. and said, I can't believe you people are allowing this to happen. And I agree with them. So there's only a few of us, and I put a video up on TikTok, but there's only a few of us that have understand this to any magnitude that we have desired to learn more, to study, to research, to advocate for ourselves, to advocate for our family, and to model advocating for others to the point where we're, go we're willing to go to great extremes lawfully, respectfully, professionally to advocate for ourselves with the hope and desire that others would hook and latch on and say, you know what? I am living in this life of distraction. I'm living in this life of safety, not understanding the safety that I'm giving up by giving more and more away or allowing more and more to be eroded away from us. So I continue to have conversations with friends that are supporting and encouraging, but in the general public, the public domain, the social media domain, the few fighters were invisible. Simon Campbell is a great speaker and he does great presentation and, and he is emotional and passionate and convicted and, and he is going to do the best that he is capable of doing to advocate for himself as a model for others on how to advocate. And he went all the way up to the finish line of federal court. Venetia Redman is another person that is very eloquent and passionate and gifted. And she's all alone. Simon was alone. Small groups of people which are encouragers, but mostly people like Simon, Venetia, and myself are just squeaky wheels that were investing tremendous amounts of time and energy for ourselves to show others that we have this power. We can be lawful, respectful, professional when confronting those that we have delegated along with our vote to put them in a position of authority and keep them in check to the limits of their authority. I believe in Romans 13 that I will submit and consent and comply and obey a lawful authority that is ordained by God. I will. I will not commit sin against those that God has ordained because those he's ordained have also been there to chastise me. I get that. And that our laws are meant as a chastisement for when we go astray. But those laws, which were rooted in Christian principles, which people like to debate that those. But I'm going to honor God's law, the supreme law. And if I violate God's law, I'm, I'm accountable to God for certain. But I'm also accountable to man. But when those in authority are violating God's laws and they are perpetrating evil, 
I'm going to act in the capacity of the lesser magistrate and stand up and call that evil what it is up to the point that I will not sin. I'm going to attempt to reason. I'm going to attempt to engage and afford the sinning person who is acting outside their authority to stop, correct, and repent. I cannot make any man do any of those things. While that may be my desire, that is not my expected outcome, that I don't expect any man to acknowledge and embrace their sin. I don't expect any man to apologize for their sin, but I would hope that if I walk in Christ's righteousness in the light of Christ, and again, I admit I fail. I admit that my sack of flesh has emotional responses to a sense of justice when my justice is being violated. That requires a tremendous amount of courage, a tremendous amount of patience which those are things that are constantly being refined in myself. This journey of life is a mere spark, a flame, that the source of the fuel eventually will run out. And we don't know when our fuel will run out. Some individuals' fuel will be accelerated and it will burn bright up until a moment and when it is exhausted and we may make decisions personally through life behavior through some of those things we consume the food we eat the beverages we drink the things we inhale whatever it is we are making a cognitive decision to decrease the amount of fuel that we have for our own comfort our own distraction our own soothing And we know that those things are contributing to an earlier demise, but we justify and rationalize them in the comfort of why we do those. All of us do it. We don't want to embrace the consequences of our own decisions. That's human nature. We want to avoid that. So previously, I had an interview with uh, the the individual that's going to be sharing this broadcast with me in a, a new broadcast series called Straw Man, Steel Man. And that conversation was just setting the framework of more conversations that we're going to have to share with the public. And they're meant to be thought-provoking and encouraging to reconcile how we all think and reason and contemplate some self-analysis. Be open to the possibility that there are areas in our life that we can approve and that we all may have various degrees of conversation that we can skillfully win in an argument, win in a discussion, but we don't know what a real win is. And through the steel man and the straw man, we're going to help clarify what winning is. Because it's going to be a question, are we really winning? What is it that we have won? Power, dominion, authority, accuracy. I seek truth and find a foundation for truth. 
So um, I invite you to visit TikTok. I, I understand that's a dangerous platform for many. Or visit my Facebook page, Culture Contrarian. It's also Culture Contrarian on TikTok. If you don't have t- TikTok as an app, you can um, open it up in an incognito window. Just don't download it. Just go tiktok.com backslash at Culture Contrarian. And watch some of the things that I post up there. Thought-provoking. Meant to encourage and allow you to make your own decisions. I strive to not put up information that has the smell of judgmentalism because I need to judge myself. I need to be harsh, hard on myself. As my friend Bob Lewis, the glowy guy, often ended his communication with the three letters, T-T-T. I need to be tough on myself. I need to be tender towards others. And I need to remain always teachable. What a beautiful beautiful acronym. And I strive to be tough on myself. And I encourage my wife and my daughter and my friends to be tough on me as well. To build up my armor. And I need to be encouraged to be tender towards others. And that is to remove judgmentalism from a worldview. I want to stand anchored in my worldview But if you disagree with it, I'm all right with that. I know the consequences of my worldview. You may don't believe you have consequences for your worldview. But we'll see how that works out in the end. But as long as you're not harming other people and harming yourself, I would say, good job. But I would say, do you understand what harm is? We were having a conversation, my wife and I, about the books that are going inside of schools. And it's a conflict for me. While I loathe the ability of sexually explicit pornographic information getting into a public school, I understand the importance of free speech and that If I had a child in public school and I chose for the raising of my child that I didn't want them to experience, be exposed to that information, I would have that conversation with my child. Sweetie, this will will do bad things to your brain. The science behind what these images do to your brain and most particularly what it does to the male brain, the science tells us. We see the consequences of it. And that, based upon the way our society has morphed with technology, what is available inside of a library is inconsequential as to what is available through a flat screen device. Instead of seeing cartoon images or charcoal drawings, they can see live video. (laughs) And then they can experience the the language and, and conversation inside of video games. So it is out there and it is up to us as to we want to allow that information to get into our children's heads, understand this is where culture is going and to be aligned with our child and inform them as to what this is and what happens as a consequence of it. Or do we just want to allow free range children? Those are personal choices. 
it is very, it's near impossible to legislate and regulate morality. Because we have deflected that responsibility to individuals in black robes sitting in a marble decorated edifice that make decisions based upon one document and then they refer to other documents, which they used to do in the Federalist Papers, but now they look to international law to make decisions about morality and justice and laws and statutes. I don't trust them any more than I trust any other human being. I didn't vote for them. They were appointed. And they have made some bad decisions. Actually, they've made quite a few bad decisions. I understand that they want to rationalize it. It is for the safety and security of this country. I get that rationalization. But I have a responsibility. I have a personal responsibility, and I have a responsibility to my family, and I have a responsibility to my community. My laws exceed the laws of the land. They, I stand above the laws and the decisions and rules of the Supreme Court. Stand above them. So while I have a moral objection to this material being put in schools, that's a, that's a misdirection of our responsibility as the caretaker of our children. Now, we may choose that we want our children to be the ward of the state and consent to loco parentis and all of the policies and guidelines and statutes and laws and codes that go with that delegation of loco parentis. We'll sign that away. Unaware that it delegitimizes our ability to argue in disfavor of what is happening inside of an institution where we said already, I consent. So if you've consented in loco parentis to the school, to those policies and guidelines, and the policies say, yeah, we can search their lockers, we can search their backpacks, we can search their cars, and we can take their cell phones, and we can demand they take their security code off, and we can inspect their and we can put them in detention, and we can put them on suspension, and you don't like it, and you want to argue it because you don't like it, and you're going to say that's a constitutional violation. I'm like, no, 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 it's not. No, you, you can't scream cat foul on a constitutional violation when you put your little signature on a piece of paper that says I'm consenting to grant you loco parentis for all of the policies that are inside that building when I give my child to you. So your choice is acknowledge you signed that document and you signed over your rights to the state and that you want to complain about how they may be handling it, but you don't want to take the, the responsibility away from them and put your child in private school or homeschool. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Very complex issue. People don't want to learn how they can individually untangle from that loco parentis, understand that what that even looks like and smells like, and maybe people haven't even heard what that means or are willing to put a little 
research into what those words mean. We, and I am, I'm saying we because I'm including myself, have been apathetic and complacent and have maintained being in the position of being distracted and indoctrinated. I recently made a comment about the Smith-Munt Act that Obama passed. Well, he repealed elements of the Smith-Munt and the unintended consequences of that. And that happened in the cloak of darkness, as many things in Washington happen in the cloak of darkness. And we have politicians that don't read the legislation that they sign or vote on. And we, the people, don't read it because we have abdicated our responsibility over to them because we've elected them to take that burden off of us. So we trust them to act in our best interests. Let me ask you. What other human do you trust act in your best interest? And when Simon succeeds at Pensbury School to reclaim a right that everybody surrendered and he is able to seize that right, but the school still hasn't embraced it and the, the parents in the community have not stood on it, why should you benefit from the fight in which somebody else did if you won't seize it and claim it because you don't even know it exists? So this, the Simons, the Phoenicians, and myself that are out there fighting for ourselves, for the benefit and education of others to see it can be done. Yes, it's work. Yes, it's hard. But when we do it, are you going to squander what we did? In Pensbury, it appears that's the case. In Souderton, that appears the case. In Downingtown, that appears the case. Westchester, those that choose to exercise their free speech and stand free in the face of tyranny are attacked, ridiculed, ad hominem, the logical fallacies that, that are put on our shoulders are too numerous to count because they don't want that freedom. Joe Bennett, who's been working for 14 years to help inform the public, speaks at Free PA, Moms for Liberty groups, has been speaking for years. And when he speaks, he gets the adulation and the, the hand claps from the people in the audience. And all I can think of is Paul Washer preaching at a youth ministry and he's reading out of Matthew and the audience is affirming what he said. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm talking about you. You people are trying to claim something that you can't claim. You can't claim free with your claps. I'm telling you what is required to be free. And you're like, hooray, hoorah, yes, fantastic. We affirm you. I don't need your affirmation. I know what is required for me to be free. I don't need you to, to clap and say, yay, I agree. No, you don't agree. Else you're going to say, I wish I could be like him. And you're not willing to recognize that you are not willing to be like him. It's too scary. And you know what? 
Again, I harbor no judgment. I know it's scary. I know it's scary. And that if you stand for nothing, you must fall for anything. And that when you fall and it hurts and you get stung, that's unfortunate. We have been out here saying this is what's coming. It's already here. You cannot walk anywhere without the permission of the state. Everything is a condition or permission, a permit, a license, a fee. There is no freedom. Everything is a condition and permission. And I'm not saying that we defy the condition and permissions. I'm not saying that. I'm saying understand the limits of authority to impose those conditions and permissions. And that when they're brought to you unlawfully, be educated, gain some courage, and say, you know what? I hear what you're saying. I disagree with your presentation. It's a mischaracterization. It's a misstatement. It's a misrepresentation. It's not true. That's not the way the law is written. I'm not going to resist you. I'm just going to go on the record that you don't have the authority that you're claiming you have in this instance. I just need to remind you, the Supreme Court told me as such. I need to tempt to reason with you. I can't make you re be reasonable and that you're going to do what you're going to do. And I have an element of justice available to me, and that's called the court of law. Now, whether that justice is still survivable, that's up to you to figure out. I try to inform you. Or just pay what the state tells you to pay. And just smile and nod and say, yes, master. And again, no judgment. That's your path. That's someone's path. I'm not denying that I go down that path. I acknowledge and accept my own hypocrisy. So I'm going to wrap this up. Look forward to um, new broadcasts coming out shortly as I get them in the can. Again, Culture Contrarian, Parent, the uh, Modern Babylon, this is Ryan Kevin